than alive. Occasionally, I'll see a hedgehog on our property, Galveston, his name is. <laughs> and there's no shortage of deer and quail. We have pheasants and stoats and so many rabbits that in the spring and summer, it looks as if our house is the backdrop for an Easter commercial. <laughs> One of the reasons I don't want a cat is that it will kill our wildlife. My brother has to change his doormat every two months. That's how much his savages drag home. <laughs> and my sister Gretchen's are just as bad. She's forever returning from work to find a chipmunk on her sofa, its head chewed to a paste, <laughs> or a bird that's not quite dead, flapping the stump that used to be a wing against her blood-spattered kitchen floor. <laughs> Another argument against pets, at least for Hugh and me, are the fights they lead to. In the mid-1990s, we got two cats, the last of the 30 owned by the actress Sandy Dennis, who had recently died of ovarian cancer and who lived in a house in Connecticut that on a summer day you could smell from our apartment in Soho. <laughs> Angel and Baratos were black with white spots, both short-haired. We changed their names to Sandy and Dennis, and from the day they entered our lives until the day they died, Hugh and I fought over how to feed and care for them. I'm of the let's fatten you up until you're too obese to do much of anything school. <laughs> While he's more practical or mean, as I'm apt to call it. You don't know what it's like living in a small apartment day and night with nothing to look forward to, I used to say. All they live for is food, so why not give it to them? This healthy pet nonsense, I just don't buy it. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a neighbor with a bag of leftovers only to be told that their dog doesn't do table scraps. <laughs> and bones, no way. He could choke. These are the same people who avoid canned food in favor of dried nuggets that remain in the bowl, ignored for days at a time, but are, I'm told, so much better for him than that other stuff. I once knew someone in New York who insisted that his black lab was a vegetarian. <laughs> Just like you, I said. What a coincidence. When the dog charged after a hamburger someone had dropped on the sidewalk <laughs> outside of McDonald's on 8th Avenue, he was, I guess, just going after the pickle. <laughs> then there are all the behavioral arguments that joint pet ownership leads to. Don't let her jump up on the table slash countertop slash stereo, etc., as if you can stop a cat from going where she likes. That's why you want them 15 pounds overweight. <laughs> it keeps them lower to the ground. Sandy was old and died a year after we got her. We brought Dennis to France when we left New York and shuttled him between the house in Normandy and the apartment in Paris. 
This led to regular fights over how to get him into his cat carrier and how often to let him outside. When he died, we fought over where to bury him and how deep. <laughs> All I can say is, thank God we never had children. <laughs> we even fight about the creatures I drag home, things I find most often on my walks and wrap up in a handkerchief. They're usually mice or shrews, already doomed, not by anything obvious. They haven't been run over. There are never any teeth marks on them. Perhaps they're diseased or just too old to run away from me. You're not giving it croutons, are you, he will say. <laughs> it is named Canfield. <laughs> and I'm not forcing him to eat anything he doesn't want, I'll answer dropping what looks like a fistful of dice into the terrarium.